Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, I'm ready to be an NC2A tournament form today. Not going to give you 16 games, but I actually have 12 on the card. And we'll see how I do in a moment. But let's recap the losing card for Friday. I needed San Jose State in the nightcap to beat New Mexico. If they would have done that, I would have pushed for the day. They unfortunately lose. I lose for the day. The handicap goes one and three. We lose the Twitter bet on right state. The OPP plays go two and one. You add it together. I lose $40 for the day. But now let's get to the mega card for Saturday. I'm doing this in three different sessions. So if I lose the first session, you might as well fade me in session two and three. That's how she rolls lately. But let's start with a big one in the Big Ten. It is the Fighting Illini of Illinois plus the six at Indiana. So the Hoosiers are 13-1 and one at Assembly Hall this season. Only one of those wins was by less than six points. That was a five-point win over then number one Purdue. Illinois had no solution for Jackson Davis in the first meeting. He went off for a season-high 35 points against Illinois, hitting 15 of 19 shots. And as a team, the Hoosiers shot 61.8% for the game, winning by 15. Illinois was favored in that game by six. Now, Indiana is favored by six with Terrence Shannon out for Illinois. Illinois, though, is better defensively than they showed this week at Penn State. The Nittany Lions shot 57.9% and scored 93 points. For the season, Illinois gives up just 65 points per game. Illinois has given up 80 or more points four times this season. The following game, they've given up 52, 60, and 60. I'm a firm believer that head coach Brad Underwood has the ability to get his point across in practice. If Jackson Davis goes off again and the Hoosiers score 80 or more, I will be stunned, and I'll hope the Fighting Illini players are ready to run until they can't eat supper, in the words of old Indiana basketball coach Bob Knight. Illinois has won back-to-back years in Bloomington. Don't be shocked if number three is today, even without their leading score. I'm going to grab the six for the Fighting Illini on the road at Indiana. Next up, we go to the Atlantic 10. It is Davidson, minus the five, over St. Joseph's. So St. Joseph's is 7-7 seven and seven in the A-10. Davidson is just 4-9. and nine. Davidson has lost four straight home games by 2, 2, 4, and 4. This team is oh so close. Meanwhile, nine of the 13 losses this year for St. Joe's have been by double digits. After an 0-4 start in conference, the Hawks have actually won 7 of 11, including 3-2 and two on the road during that stretch. Davidson is much better than their record, though. They're only 5-7 and seven at home this year. I expect a few bounces to finally go their way today. I'm going to lay the points and back the Wildcats at home, minus the 5 over St. Joseph's. Next up, we go to the Big 12. It is Kansas State, minus the 3 over Iowa State. So home sweet home in the Big 12. Iowa State is 13-1 and one at home this season, but only 2-6 and six on the road. Meanwhile, Kansas State is 3-6 and six on the road, but they're 13-1 and one at home. The Wildcats have dropped 4-5 of five after losing back-to-back at Texas Tech and Oklahoma, the two schools tied for last in the Big 12, by the way. Iowa State scares me. Yes, they have six losses on the road, but that list includes a two-point loss at Kansas, a two-point loss at Oklahoma State, and an overtime loss at Texas Tech. Losses have been competitive, 
Iowa State won the first meeting, 80-76, to when Kansas State was ranked number five in the country. Both teams shot over 50% of that game. I expect a little better defense today, considering Iowa State is a top-10 team, giving up just 61.6 points per game. This is going to be sweaty, but I'm going to lay the three with Kansas State at home over Iowa State. Next up, we got a Conference USA. It is Louisiana Tech, minus the one over Charlotte. So both teams are 6-9 and nine in conference this year. Charlotte won the first meeting, 68-66, shooting over 53% at home. Louisiana Tech has dropped three straight games, playing the who's who in the conference, including an overtime loss at conference leader, Florida Atlantic. Charlotte is coming off an overtime win over Western Kentucky, despite just shooting 36% for the game. I like this situation for the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech, though. Three straight losses. They're at home. They played the top two teams in the conference tough of late, and they lost their first meeting to Charlotte. They get this one today, so I'm on Louisiana Tech, minus the one over Charlotte. So that recaps session one. Now we go to session two. It's Baylor plus the five and a half at Kansas. So the last two national championship teams meet for the second time this year. Baylor won the first meeting, 75-69. Kansas shot 9% better from the field. They hit 16 of 16 free throws and still lost because of turnovers and three-point shooting by the Bears. Baylor was favored by two in that meeting. Both teams are now tied at 9-4 and four atop the Big 12 standings with Texas. Kansas is well-rounded. They're a top-20 team in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Baylor ranks number one in offense with an excellent backcourt. The Jayhawks are 12-1 and one at home, Baylor 4-3 and three on the road. This is the game of the day. This might be the new Duke versus North Carolina. I would normally stay away from this game during the regular season, but I need to prepare myself for tournament time. You got to pick tough games like this. Five and a half is just a little too much for me. Slight edge to the Bears, so I'm going to grab the five and a half with Baylor on the road at Kansas. Next up on the card, it is UNC Wilmington, plus the one and a half at Delaware. This is our final conference tournament revenge game of the year. Once again, we're locked in on profit, so this one would just be an added bonus. So fifth-seeded Delaware upset number two-seeded UNC Wilmington in the championship game last year, 59-55 to advance to the NC2A big dance. Delaware is just 5-10 and 10 this season in conference. Wilmington is 10-5 and five in the Colonial. I'm on the Seahawks to get revenge, so give me UNC Wilmington plus the one and a half on the road at Delaware. Next up, we go to the Big East. It is Providence minus the four over Villanova. So Providence is coming off the emotional, crazy double overtime win against Creighton to move to 14-0 at home this season. Villanova is attempting to salvage the season. The Wildcats have now won three straight all at home. Villanova is just 3-7 and seven on the road this season with all five conference road losses by five or more. Justin Moore is back for the Wildcats, but he's only shooting 30%. That's a full 10% below his career numbers. Providence won the first meeting by five. I can't make the case for Villanova. I tried to, but I just can't do it. So give me the Friars of Providence and Ed Cooley minus the four over Villanova. Next up on the card, we go to the ACC. It is Duke minus the one and a half at Syracuse. So this is a rare appearance on my card for the Blue Devils. Duke is nine and six in the ACC. They're 18 and eight overall, just two and six on the road though. 
The road wins were at Georgia Tech and Boston College. Not overly impressive, but they do have wins this year over the likes of Xavier, Iowa, Miami, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, and North Carolina. That makes me feel a little bit better anyway. Duke is similar statistically to North Carolina State, the team that Syracuse beat earlier this week. Like Duke, Syracuse is also nine and six in the big, or excuse me, in the ACC. I want to say Big East for old time's sake. They're 10 and five at home with North Carolina State being their best victory of the season. Syracuse is just one and six this year against top 50 teams. Duke is five and five. That makes me feel really good. I'm always a little nervous betting against Jimmy Beheim, but something feels right about this one. So I'm on the Dukies, minus the one and a half at Syracuse. So that completes session two. Now, our final four games are in session three. We lead off in the SEC. It is Missouri, minus the two, over Texas A&M. So Texas A&M has won four straight games. They're now 11-2 in the SEC, just one game back of Alabama in the standings after that big comeback win over Arkansas this week. The Aggies have a very impressive 3-1 record against top 25 teams, plus they're 5-3 and three on the road so far. Texas A&M crushed Missouri in the first meeting, 82-64, shooting 18% better than the Tigers and out-rebounding them by 17. Meanwhile, Missouri is 7-6 in the SEC. They're 19-7 overall. They're 14-2 at home, with their only losses at home being against Alabama and Kansas. A couple powerhouse programs. The Tigers have beat Illinois, Kentucky, Iowa State, and Arkansas at home. Plus, they have a recent road win at Tennessee, so some good upside there. But last time out, they were embarrassed, losing by 33 at Auburn. I expect a strong bounce back tonight, so give me Missouri, minus the two over Texas A&M. Next up, we go to the Big Ten. It is Michigan, minus the two over Michigan State. So this should be a fun one. Michigan State is 8-6 and six in the Big Ten, 4-4 four and four on the road. Meanwhile, Michigan is 8-7 and seven in the Big Ten, 10-4 ten and four at home. The Spartans have won two straight. The Wolverines have lost two straight. Michigan State won the first meeting, 59-53, with both teams shooting under 38%. In a rivalry like this, I want to back the home team. The home team has actually won the last eight in this series. Let's make it number nine tonight. I'm on the Wolverines of Michigan, minus the two over Michigan State. Next up, we go to the Big West. It is UC Santa Barbara, minus the two at UC Riverside. So I'm going to keep this one short. UC Santa Barbara is coming in mad and angry after a disappointing loss to UC Irvine earlier this week. They are now tied for the number one spot in the Big West. And once again, winning the conference is a big thing in these mid-major basketball programs since it guarantees them a trip to the NIT at minimum. UC Riverside beat Long Beach earlier this week to move into third place in the conference. The Gauchos, well, they're a well-rounded team that gives up under 64 points per game. They win tonight. So give me UC Santa Barbara minus the two at UC Riverside. Then the final game of the card for you is in the Pac-12. It is USC minus the six against Stanford. So after a tough road trip, the Trojans bounce back with a 37-point win over Cal this week, dumped their mark to 10-5 and in the conference, 18-8 and overall. Stanford comes to town playing their best basketball of the season. They've won six of nine, including wins over Arizona, Utah, and Oregon. Not a bad list at all. The Cardinal have clearly improved during the course of the season, but they're still just one and six on the road. 
USC, meanwhile, they're 13 and one at home. Six is a big number, but Stanford has lost by 22 at Colorado, 17 at Washington, and 22 at Cal already this season. It's all back the Trojans, minus the six over Stanford. So now let's recap the card for you once again in three sessions today. We'll see how we do in session one. I don't know. You may want to fade me once again in session two and three. Session one, I'm on Illinois, the fighting Illini without their leading score, plus the six at Indiana. I'm on Davidson, minus the five over St. Joseph's. I'm on Kansas State, minus the three over Iowa State. I'm on Louisiana Tech, minus the one over Charlotte. In session two, I'm on Baylor, plus the five and a half at Kansas. I'm on UNC Wilmington, plus the one and a half at Delaware. I'm on Providence, minus the four against Villanova. I'm on Duke, minus the one and a half at Syracuse. In session three, I'm on Missouri, minus the two against Texas A&M. I'm on Michigan, minus the two over Michigan State. I'm on UC Santa Barbara, minus the two at UC Riverside. And I'm on USC, minus the six against Stanford. So am I ready for tournament time or not? We'll find out. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.